Hello and welcome to Out of My Mind Box, a podcast about intuitive eating and mental health. Xenia Ayotis is with me here today to explore the ninth principle of intuitive eating. Xenia is a certified life coach, intuitive eating counselor and mindful eating coach. Xenia, would you like to say hi? Hi, hi Anka and hi to all the listeners. It's great to be back here discussing principle nine. Indeed. So let's jump straight into it. Right. Principle, principle nine is movement. Feel the difference. Now, first thing I'd like to say is it used to be exercise. Feel the difference. Mm. But now the description says forget militant exercise. Just get active and feel the difference. Shift your focus to how it feels to move your body rather than the calorie burning effect of exercise. If you focus on how you feel from working out, such as energized, it can make the difference between rolling out of bed for a brisk morning walk or hitting the snooze alarm. So that is movement, feel the difference. And I think we all have such different relationships with movement um, based on how we've used it in the past. I know for mm. me, it was very often a, a weight loss tactic, more so than any kind of joyful thing. Um, and I, then I do think back to a few times when there was movement that was joyful, but I wouldn't have thought of it as, as exercise. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, what are your thoughts on movement feel the difference? Well, I'm so glad that they've changed it to movement um, versus exercise, because depending on your relationship with exercise or movement or physical activity, whatever word you want to use, um, it can determine a lot of things. And typically people who come to this with diet mentality and people who have a long history of dieting will also have a relationship with exercise and movement that is based on calories burnt and um, using exercise as a weight loss tool. Mm. And the way I like to present exercise or moving your body is moving your body is a gift that you give to yourself. You mm -hmm. give your body the gift of movement. Our bodies are designed to move. And you give it as a gift to your body, this ability to move and feel better. Because if you think about moving your body, when we move, we feel better physically. We sleep better. It manages uh, and regulates our nervous system. It regulates our appetite. So there's so many benefits to moving your body. But we almost need to think, take away the changing our bodies, losing weight, and all those kind of diety mentality associations that we have with movement. Mm -hmm. And see movement as the joy of movement versus getting something out of movement. Definitely. And as you mentioned, a few of the, of the health benefits, there's a ton more. There's improving and maintaining cognitive abilities and memory, increasing your energy levels throughout the day, maintaining your bone density and muscle mass, and reducing right. stress and boosting your mood, as well as preventing chronic disease. And I have a personal example in my life. My mom had her hip replaced not too long ago, and she's been having endless troubles, and she's never going to be able to do anything like rock climbing or 
anything fancy like skiing like like that again because of her hip that is just not in the shape that it used to be and um, it's happened to her much sooner than she thought anything like that would and it just made me kind of realize we need to make the most of the opportunity that we've got to exercise while we've got it the most so yeah it the really younger the better mm, it takes an injury for us to realize you know very often especially if you come from a history of dieting or diet mentality you really see exercise as a should and a must and if you don't exercise then you're not going to lose weight if you take weight out of the equation and you see movement as a joy and all the, that list of benefits that you mentioned, plus more, and you really focus on how it feels in your body and how you feel after you've moved your body. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't have to be like, you know, if you've been on a diet and you've gone to a personal trainer, it really doesn't have to be, you know, those common things that they say, well, if you don't work out for an hour, you don't go into that fat burning stage. It's not worth it. You've got to do mm -hmm. 45 minutes or more. It needs a bit of a mind shift that anything yeah. counts. Yeah, Any yeah. movement is better than no movement. So maybe it's, and getting creative around movement. So it doesn't have to be running. It doesn't have to be these grueling workouts at the gym that might be unsustainable. It, it could be playing or gardening or doing household chores or dancing or walking or just recreational activities in general. Absolutely. There's so many things that you can do for fun. I mean, go go ice skating. Yes. <laughs> I've been Roller skating, rollerblading, oh. or anything like that. So for it to be sustainable, um, Anka, you, the word fun is so important because the way it's going to be sustainable is if it's fun mm. and if you are enjoying it. If you're not enjoying it, you're not going to sustain it. And weight loss isn't enough of a motivation. No, Eventually, no. It's going to land up on the couch watching Netflix. So let me tell you about the exercise or movements in my life that have actually, I've managed to sustain for long periods of time without having to try. And that was basically yoga. Um, that gave me a really nice, <clears throat> balanced, all-around body feeling. And I think any any exercise where they let you lie down on the ground with your eyes closed at the end for yes. five minutes <laughs> is going to win in my book. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, that was the one. Then later on, I discovered running. And at first, it was cross-country running at school. Um, so it was never about weight loss. I was just taking part in a fun activity, going running through the country, and it made me get a nice runner's high so I mm. really really enjoyed it um, and in later years I rediscovered running in road races and doing a 5k every Sunday and then doing a 10k and even a 15 one time so I was I was reaching for that marathon kind of um, half marathon at least <laughs> uh, mm. opportunity but I never managed to get there quite so I've, I fell out of that um, and then there were other uh, shorter lived um, passions that I also had a lot of fun with such as belly dancing and pole dancing so Ooh. yeah it ah, was quite, okay. quite the adventure amazing what one's body can do when you just put yes. your mind to it mm -hmm. <laughs> and so many fun different things you can actually try I mean you could go water uh, water skiing mm. 
think about the the possibilities of, of all the different types of movement i mean some people do just like going to the gym um, i know it's the yes. worst thing for some but others absolutely but if that's it. what you enjoy i must say what i love doing it's not always easy living where i live but when i when i go and visit my mom i love walking down to the beach swimming for an hour in the sea because where she lives the sea is very calm so you can swim that for me is the best being out in nature but if it's raining and it's not possible to do the movement that i want to do then i'll pop into the gym and do like half an hour on the rower or on the treadmill or maybe just work and play around with some weights there there's so many different things you know i was running an 8 week program with a group of women and we discovered rebounding so we bought these little mm-hmm. mini trampolines yes. and it's great because it's it's very good there's so many benefits to to rebounding and you just bounce along on this mini trampoline you can create a wonderful playlist and it's great to get your heartbeat up and it can be fun really the main thing and i'm a big fan of dancing because it taps into that part that creative part of your brain mm. and the whole thing of listening to music yoga is incredible i started yoga in 2004 and i must say it has been the one form of movement that has most connected me to my body and i see my clients who struggle with eating those who do yoga it really really helps them mm. helps them connect to their bodies listen to their hunger so all the principles we've discussed before like listening to hunger being in touch with fullness noticing mm. emotions um yoga helps you with all of that so yeah. you know some people it's it's not for them they prefer <laughs> pilates the trick here is to find something that suits you that you enjoy and that's kind of easy that's that you want to go out and do and also to be flexible because some day one day it's going to be yoga the other day it might be a walk the other day it might be a bike ride you might be a person that likes a lot of variety yeah. so it's also getting to know you and seeing what works for me definitely yeah i've i've got a a bit of work to do in this area at the moment. I've been very sedentary during this lockdown period other than walking my dogs every so often. And um I've been edging into exercise slowly but surely. So I think the point is just as intuitive eating helps you reclaim satisfaction in eating, it also re- helps you reclaim satisfaction in movement. Yes. And when you when absolutely. you move in a way that brings you joy, then you're truly nourishing your body and spirit. And all bodies are different and each of us enjoy different activities, not to compare yourself with others, but yep. find what works best for you and your unique body. Absolutely. And that's really honoring your unique body and not going into that all or nothing thinking. And if all you can do is 10 minutes, it's better than nothing so on some days where you don't have time to go out and exercise to maybe park your car further away to use the stairs um another thing that when working with my clients i recommend is we spend so much time sitting and you may have heard this but you know they say sitting is like the new smoking 
So we mm -hmm. lead way more sedentary lives these days than we did before, like in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. So, you know, standing up, just standing up every hour, stretching. So sitting at your desk and doing some stretches, standing mm -hmm. up. Maybe if you're talking on the phone, um, to stand up and pace up and down while you're talking on the phone. So just that act of mm -hmm. standing up and interrupting prolonged sitting can help with your metabolic um with your metabolic health and maybe thinking about instead of having a meeting over a cup of coffee why not having a walk and talk meeting yeah yeah and then so, also to remember that incorporating adequate rest is just as important when absolutely. it comes to yes. self-care yeah yeah for so some people, the big the big practice will be taking a day off from moving their body when they're feeling tired exactly. or sick or sore. Because yeah. it can exercise can sometimes be abused, especially in the pursuits of losing weight. Um, yes. Some signs of over exercising are working out when you're sick or fatigued, mm -hmm. having to have a vigorous workout for it to count, um, or exercising to lose weight. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there is such a thing as exercise bulimia. Mm -hmm. where you overeat and then you exercise to work that off. So right. one needs to really examine your relationship with exercise. Do you beat yourself up for not exercising? Do you use exercise as a way of giving yourself permission to eat that extra? Or if you do eat extra, do you then say, oh, well, I'll burn it off. I'll go for a, a long run. Mm -hmm. That Those are little alarm bells of, you know, your that your relationship with exercise needs some attention and that rest is very important so but that comes back really to listening to your body honoring your mm. body when hungry eat when tired rest connecting to what you what will feel good in your body so it's really about that that body connection um mm. if you think about some of the barriers to exercise really it's time body image a lot of people don't want to go out and move their bodies because they feel shame around their body mm -hmm. image or it's discomforting clothes or there's extreme fatigue or if they are in larger bodies some people complain about just feeling discomfort in mm -hmm. their bodies and there it's important to have compassion for yourself and take it step by step especially maybe if you've had an injury and start doing it in small little increments and maybe just doing five minutes, but really looking at the benefits of movement and how it feels. Yeah. And I like to refer to this principle as the joy of mindful movement. Mm -hmm. And mindful movement really is connecting to your body. Um, it's about connecting mind and body. It's about reducing stress. And ultimately, it's a source of pleasure and joy. Mm. It's literally what you do in your body that makes your mind feel better. It gets you into yes. a different state of being. And that's exactly why why you need to do it sometimes, is to release stress and... Absolutely. Um, yeah, anxiety and that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, exercise is a great way to process emotions. And it's a great stress and anxiety reliever. So, you know, whether it's running, walking, yoga, all of those help with regulating emotions and dancing. Mm. There's, um, there's a form of dancing called biodanza, and it's like oh, yes. a moving meditation. And that, in terms of 
you know, regulating your nervous system that, and it's, you know, I know that there are many places in the world where they offer that. So. Definitely. And there's, there's even um, Qigong, which is like a Qigong, wa yes. wavy body movement kind of dancey martial arty thing. Yes. Very, very yes. interesting. Yeah, there's, you um, could, feel free to get creative. I mean, volleyball, Tai Chi, Zumba, whatever absolutely. makes makes you feel. You know what? Novelty is is one of man's greatest weaknesses. If you can go for the novel option in any scenario, you usually do. I mean, in food, you go for takeaways and and the fun foods, and in exercise, I mean, go do some rock climbing. Um, yeah, get a, get a little trampoline if that's excites you <laughs> so i think the question there really is well how can you make moving your body fun how can mm -hmm. you have fun pleasure and enjoyment from doing it um and what maybe you need to look at changing how you move your body and the one thing definitely i, I think some people may like it but i find i don't know if it's so useful is getting rid of apps and trackers mm-hmm it, it, they can make you very obsessive about things. Mm -hmm. If you don't, if you don't pay attention to their figures too much, um, then I think it doesn't do too much harm. But once it starts ruling your everyday life, whether you hit that target, yes, um, those ten thousand steps, and yeah, yeah. Um, it becomes too obsessive. Um, it for me, it needs to be more natural and kind of flowy. I agree. One of the ways to start moving more intuitively is to listen to how your body uh, signals movement. So after sitting for a while, do you feel the urge to stand mm. up and stretch and maybe feel a little restless and like you have pent up energy and maybe other days your body is tired and you'd need more rest. So you'd need to yeah. have that awareness. And also recognize that your body's going to want to do different kinds of movements. So on some days, you're going to have a lot of energy and you're going to want to run or do something that is going to be, exert you. Mm -hmm. Other days, it's going to be a gentle stroll. You want to do less intensity, less duration. You may just want to do some stretches. And again, just coming back to the body. I think the most important thing of intuitive eating is really letting your body guide you and how your body feels versus your mind. Mm. And also varying that movement. The variety can keep things interesting and also help prevent injury by not overusing yes. the same muscles. So it's a very exactly. natural thing to, to not want to run for six days a week. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So the thing is just to get your shoes on, find something, experiment, and get out there is what I would say. Mm. And find ways to move throughout the day. Like you said, yes. uh, exercise doesn't have to be black and white. It's just incorporating more gentle movement. And for example, if you don't feel like doing a long workout at the gym, you can go on a walk or do some gentle stretching. Or even just, mm. as you said, standing up from your desk at, in the middle of a work day can provide health benefits. Yes. Mm. Right. Well, I think um, for our listeners, I invite you to practice this principle. Um, I mean, list the activities that you enjoy or that you would like to try. Do you feel strong or empowered after a yoga class or a hike in the woods or a stroll through the park or riding your bike? So get creative, find something that really makes a movement fun for you. And that's going to be sustainable in the long run to keep your body healthy. Yeah. Cool.
All right. Well, thank you very much. I think we've uh, said everything we can about principle number nine. We will be back Absolutely. in our next in our next episode with principle 10, the end of our series as well. So if you do have any questions, please do send them through to Anka, that's A-N-K-E, at outofmymindbox.com. And Xenia, if they would like to contact you, where can they get a hold of you? My website is theartofmindfuleating.com or they can email me at zen, spelled X-E-N, at theartofmindfuleating.com. Brilliant. Thanks yeah. for joining me again today and I will see you next Thank time. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. All the best. Goodbye. Bye.